Thanks for checking out the One Church podcast today. If you are new to One Church and want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at imonechurch.com. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. How is everybody doing this morning? Come on, it's already been a... I don't even need to preach. But I'm going to anyway. You thought you were going to get out of it, but you ain't getting... I'm just kidding. So glad to have you here. Uh, we, we have so much going on at one church. I mean, it has been, it's been a crazy season. We just had a team get back from Puerto Rico. Come on, give it up for Puerto Rico team. They did an awesome job. Went over there and worked, did some hurricane relief stuff, and they came back really tired. And, uh, and that's the way you're supposed to come back from a missions trip. And so uh, we're so glad to have them uh, here. We had baptisms. Come on, we've got 15 more next service. Uh, so it's going to be crazy. It's good. I love to see people's lives uh, being changed and impacted. And then also, uh, c- come on, we got my, my pastor, yes. Pastor Terry and Sandy Sparks, right here on the front row. They just came on staff at One Church. Uh, they are our missions pastors. And he is leaving, to, they are both leaving tomorrow morning, Monday morning, to go to Bolivia uh, to preach the gospel into that country. And so we're excited about them. Come on, aren't you excited that we're going to get to make an impact all around the world, make a difference? And uh, it's, it's amazing. It's going to be good. Uh, we've got uh, some great things. If you don't know and you missed the announcement, guess what? We are officially have signed a contract on a building. And... Uh, and it's not, it's not finished out, so we got to do a build out. But, but if you're sitting here and you're going, you know what? Uh, we want to give to that. We want to partner with you. Uh, we are trying to raise $200,000 to do some stuff that we have to get done. And so, hey, I know you're sitting here going, well, I don't have 200000 What do you have? God never asks you to give what you don't have. God always asks you to give what you do have. And so, so just pray about that, partnering with us. I believe God's going to do some amazing things. We're going to get to see a building, and we're going to get to impact people in that community. It's technically, it's on Interstate 30. It's in Caddo Mills, a mile from here, about a mile and a half from here. So uh, it's not that far, but guess what? We get a building. And, and, uh, and all my dream team said, amen. Amen. Enjoy it while it can, because we're just go down the road and launch another church. So we're just gonna we're just gonna keep launching campuses, right? Come on, let's just keep doing it. Uh, we're not going anywhere. We're staying here, just in case you're wondering. Uh, I love. We got Sulphur Springs campus launching this September, which is gonna be amazing. Where are my Sulphur Springs people at? Come on, there you are. Uh, it's gonna be good. So uh, got a Bible? Turn to John ten three through five. And I've got to go and hurry and preach this fast. The, the louder you amen, the faster I preach. That's not true. But, but the louder you amen, the better I preach. Okay, that, that, is a, that is absolutely true. So just kicking off a brand new series called Frequency. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a great series. I hope this helps you. So John 10, 3 through 5. If you got it, say amen. If you don't, just read on the screens. We got it for you says this, to him, Jesus is speaking, he says, to him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear. Come on, somebody say hear. Come on, somebody say hear. Say hear like you mean it. Hear, hear his voice, right? The, uh, and he calls his own sheep by name. How many of you are glad that God knows your name? Amen, that'll preach all by itself. And leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him 
for they know his voice. Amen? That's a good word. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts and the lives of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. all right. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message. We're going old school. Come on. Can you hear me now? Come on, just touch your neighbor on the right and say, can you hear me now? Come on, tell the neighbor on your left, say, can you hear me now? You know, we're in a season as a church, uh, churches have different seasons. And in August, as a church, we always focus on prayer. Uh, We take 21 days and we just say, you know what, we're going to pray. We're going to believe God for this next season because how many of y'all know school is coming? And you need all the prayer that you can get, right? Because you got after school programs coming. Like it's going to be bonkers and you know it's going to be crazy. And so we just like to take 21 days and not just pray for you as individuals, but really pray for us as the church. Because for some reason in this season, we have a lot of new people that come and we have a lot of people that have an encounter with Jesus and their lives are forever changed. And, and we just pray for that. That's what we exist for as a church, right? That's why we exist. We exist to make a difference in people's lives. And so 21 days, we do this in August. And then in in January, we take 21 days and we do prayer and fasting. Some of you are like, I'm glad it's not January because I'm not ready for fasting, right? But, but right now, we just say 21 days of prayer and feasting. So enjoy your food, but we, we just want to pray and focus. And what we're doing is, is we're saying, God, we want to hear you. We want to know what you're saying. We want to know what you're doing. We want, you to, we want to know what you're doing in this earth and how we can be a part of that. That's what we want to do. You know, uh, a lot of people will have this, there's a common misconception that God stopped speaking. But what's amazing is, is if you read Genesis 1, 3, it says this, and God said, and then you go all the way to the end of the Bible, and in Revelations 22, you will see that God is still speaking. Now, the Bible says this, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he spoke in the beginning of the word, and he spoke at the end of the word, I still believe that he's speaking. He's wanting to talk to us. And the problem isn't that God isn't speaking. It's that the church isn't listening. We're not tuning in to what God is saying. We're not listening in and saying, God, what are you speaking? And here's the thing is it doesn't come in a booming voice most of the time. It comes in a whisper or a gentle nudge. Before I go any further, I will let you know this, that God's If God ever speaks to you, his speaking to you will never contradict his word. Well, God told me to have an affair. No, he did not, you devil. You're not listening to the Holy Spirit. You're listening to a different spirit. Come on. But but here's the deal is is that we're not listening. We're not tuning in to what God is saying because here's, here's what we do is we treat God and prayer like an emergency radio. Come on, how many of y'all got an emergency radio in your house? Right, you, got, you know exactly where it's at. It's probably underneath the stairs or in some closet somewhere. And you know, you know where you, if you need to find it, you can find it and you can locate it. And, 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 and anytime there's something going on, I know I can get to this and I can find out what's going on. And that's exactly how we treat God. That's exactly how a lot of people treat prayer. Well, all I got left to do is pray, I guess. 
all you got left to do is pray. Like that's not the way it is. And so what people do is as soon as crisis happens, as soon as a storm comes into their life, we find ourselves trying to all of a sudden we're trying to figure out, God, what are you speaking? What are you saying? What's going on in our life? And so here we go. We're cranking this bad boy up. God, what's going on? What's going to happen? What, what, I, I need you. I, come on. I'm trying to listen to you. I'm trying to hear you. Are you going to speak to me? I need, I need some advice, right? We crank it up, and we're trying to tune in to what God is saying. And we're, God, what are you speaking? God, what are you? Mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Okay, I hear you now, God. I got you. It's per- Here's the thing. Is the voice that's there in the storm is there when it's sunny out. The voice that's speaking and coming through loud and clear is there in every situation, in every circumstance. And God is saying this, if my people would just humble themselves and pray, I'll hear from heaven and I'll answer them and I will speak to them and I'll talk to them and I'll direct them. And God is saying this, if you would stop using me like an emergency radio and start tuning in on Monday when everything's going good in my marriage, when my kids are behaving and everything is going, if I start tuning into what God is speaking to me. What kind of difference could we make? What kind of difference if we would just lean in and listen? See, the thing is, is that God's word is coming through if we would just tune in and listen. And I love this because he says this, my word is a lamp to your feet. It's a light to your path. I love the Bible says this, that you will hear a voice from behind saying, go left or go right. God is speaking. The problem is, is that we're not listening. So how do we communicate with God? I get that, asked that question all the time. How do we communicate with God? How do we talk to God? How, how do we hear from God? So I'm going to give you a few things, and then i got to land the plane and end. So I'm going to give you a couple of things, that I, I, and I pray that this whole series will help us all be better at this. Be better at communicating with God and be better at listening and hearing what God is saying. You know, a good filter to run this through is if you're like, you're praying and you feel like God's like, buy that coffee for that person behind you. That's probably not you because naturally you're a selfish person. You're like, they should buy me a coffee. I mean, if anybody, come on, like let, let, let them buy me a coffee, Right. So, so we listen in, we, we do this. So here's a few things. Are you ready? We need to remove some distractions. We need to remove some distractions in our life. We, we, need to, we need to say, you know what, I'm going to take some time, and it doesn't have to be a ton of time, but I'm going to take some time, and I'm going to lean in and listen. Just for a moment, I'm going to lean in and listen. I love Proverbs 3, 6. It says this. Listen for God's voice in everything. Come on. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go. He is the one that will keep you on track. Listen in everything you do and everywhere you go. We need to lean in. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is if we start removing some distractions. Come on, we are addicted to technology. 
You ever go over to somebody's house and there's all these friends in a room and everybody is on their phone, not communicating, not talking. We're distracted, right? My daughter, when she was four years old, she was cute. I mean, really, she's still cute, but she was really cute. And, but the thing about her is, is that as soon as her feet hit the ground, she would not shut up. My, my dad, her grandfather, called her Motormouth because she talked constantly. She was talking, and it was about this, and it was about this, and how's the weather, and this is going on, and what's going on. I mean, and you just never knew what was going to happen, what are we going to do next. I mean, she would talk all the time. She just, and it was, it was awesome. I loved her. One day I was sitting on the couch watching TV, which means my list, listening ear was disconnected. All you women who are frustrated at your husbands because he's not listening to you, if the TV is on, you lose. Okay, so don't. But I was watching TV and I was sitting back and I was just watching TV and my daughter came in and she was doing what she did best. She was talking. And I could hear this, you know, come on, you just hear it in the background. You just, you don't know really what's going on. She climbs up on the couch and she's still talking and I'm still watching TV. I am not paying attention to anything. And I guess enough time went by that she got frustrated because she was talking to me. And so her two cute little four-year-old hands grabbed a hold of both sides of my face. She leaned against my forehead and looked me directly in the eyes and said, listen to me. From that moment on, she had my attention. I stopped being distracted by what I was watching, and I started paying attention. I think if there was ever a picture of what God is doing in the spiritual right now, it's that. He's grabbing a hold of your face and saying, would you listen to me? I'm trying to help you out of this marriage problem. I'm trying to get you out of this trouble. I'm trying to get you. You don't stop asking your friends on Facebook and start asking God, God, what should I do in this situation? God, what should I do in this circumstance? God, what should I do? And I'm not, I might not be an emergency, but God, I'm going to lean in. I'm going to listen. In the storm, I'm going to listen. When everything is great, I'm going to listen. Have to remove the distractions in our life. Have to get rid of them. The second thing I want you to know and I think this is so important, it's this, is that prayer is powerful. Come on, I, I'll go back to it again. I, I, I'll say this, and I say this often, I don't know who said it first, but prayer should be our steering wheel, it's not our spare tire. It should be something that we run to first, not something that we go to last. Well, it's a last-ditch effort, I guess I can pray, I, I guess that's all I can do. And God is leaning in saying, why wouldn't that be the first thing? Because prayer is powerful. I think that most of us don't know that. Psalm Psalm, uh, 3, 1 through 2, I love this. David is talking. And he says this, Lord, how they have increased, increased who trouble me. Many are those who rise up against me. Many are they that say of me, there is no help for him in God. See, this is what a lot of people's prayer life looks like. God, everybody hates me. 
God, everything is going wrong in my life. God, if I didn't have any uh, bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. God, why is everybody against me? God, why can nothing go wrong in my, everything goes wrong in my life and nothing goes right? How come those people get all the stuff and I don't get anything? And this is what we call prayer. And let me tell you something. That isn't prayer, that's complaining. If David stops there, it's not prayer. It's complaining. Now, here's the thing is God says, you can come to me. You can complain to me. You can cast your cares on me. But I love what happens because David shifts all of a sudden. And in verse one and two, he's going, God, I got it really bad. There's some things that are going on in my life that aren't good. I'm not having a great day. Things are rough. But all of a sudden, in verse three, everything begins to shift. And he begins to say, you know what? I, I, I know I, I'm going to change the way. And I'm actually going to start praying. And he says, He goes on, he goes, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me. You're my glory. You're my lifter of my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. Come on, now he's praying. I lie down and slept because I know God's got my back. And what do I have to worry about if God is watching over me, if he's on my side, if he's fighting my battles for me? I lay down and I sleep. Some of you can't sleep at night because worry keeps you away. You need to hear this word. God is on your side and he's watching out for you. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people who have set themselves against me all around me. Arise, O Lord, save me, O God. Come on, here's a scripture for you. For you have struck all of my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Come on. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. See, that's prayer. That's telling your problems how big your God is. That's talking about God who is so much bigger than anything you're facing, anything that's going on in your life. You're praying all of a sudden and saying, God, I know that you're bigger than this, sir. Can I tell you something? Prayer is powerful when you pray powerful prayers. That's a tongue twister right there. Prayer is powerful when you pray powerful prayers. But when we come in and we're like, God, can you just give me enough money for some ramen noodles this week? I think God is looking at us going, ramen noodles? Do they know I own the cattle on a thousand hills? Do they know that my streets are paved with gold? Do they know that I sent my son and I healed them? Do they know? I think I gave them the word and I think I told them what was in it and I think they know, but they're praying for ramen noodles. I think this, we need to start praying some bold prayers because bold prayers honor God and God honors bold prayers. I think this, when we pray little prayers like this, God, give us some ramen noodles, he gets offended. He's like, what are you talking? You're praying for ramen noodles? Have you read the Bible? Start praying 
some bold prayers. Start praying some prayers like Joshua, who's in the middle of a battle and he's winning. He's being victorious and the sun starts to set and he knows that once it gets dark, there is no battle. So he looks at the sun and says, son, stand still. And the God from heaven looks down and says, I love bold prayers. I'll honor that. Come on. Moses is standing at a sea and there's no way out. And he goes, what are we going to do? God, I need you to split the Red Sea. And the sea stands up on both sides and they walk through on dry ground. Come on. That's the kind of prayer that God loves. David looks at a giant and he said, you come at me with a sword and with a spear, but I come to you in the name of the living God. You will fall flat this day. Come on. And you're praying for ramen noodles? Huh? We're praying that God just, just help me a little. Man, if we'd start praying some bold prayers. God, send revival to our school. God, I pray that everybody would hear the gospel. God, use our missions pastor to change the world. What if we started praying bold prayers? Let me ask you a question. Maybe your prayers aren't bold. And you need to walk out of here today and you need to start saying, God, there's some of you that have a dream in your heart and you stop praying about it. The thing is, is that just because God says not now does not mean he said no. And you've given up and you've walked away from it. So well, I guess it's just not for me. And God would say to you, this ain't even in my notes, pick up that dream. Start praying about that dream. Start believing God for that dream. Start praying bold prayers again. God loves bold prayers. The last thing, and I'm done, is that we need to pray God's promises. We've got to pray God's promises. Hebrews 10.23 says this, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted God can be trusted friend I know your dad let you down but God can be trusted I know the people around you have failed you time and time again but God can be trusted God loves you God cares for you God can be trusted And I love the last that says this, God can be trusted to keep his promises. Start praying God's promises. One of my favorite testimonies is by a little lady named Dodie Osteen. Before I move on with it, if you're battling with sickness or you know somebody is, we have a few of these books in the back. They're free. Just take them. Go to the information table. Miss Doty in the 80s, 1981, her and her husband, John Osteen, Joel Osteen's daddy, were ministering. Things were going great in their ministry. Everything was going well. 
And Miss Dodie started having some symptoms in her body that didn't feel right. She wasn't sure what was going on. She wasn't sure. Of course, she was not a worrier. So she told, she told her husband, you keep doing your thing. I'll just go to the doctor and I'll take care of this. And in 1981, after the test had been run, the doctor came back and said, it's not good news at all. Your liver, you have liver cancer. And if we do chemo right now, we may slow it down. But the truth is, is that you will die. There's nothing we can do. We can slow it, but we can't kill it. It's too far advanced. It's too, it's, 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 it's too far. It, like there's just nothing we can do. Miss Doty had a choice. She could go home and she could read that doctor's report over and over again. Or she could pick up a word and said, God, your promises are yes and amen. Your, your, your promises in your word are for me today. And God, if you said it in your word, I believe it in my heart. I believe that you are able to do it. If you did it back then, I believe that you can do it now. If you cause the sun to stand still, I believe that this, li- this liver cancer can be removed. So she went home and she began to search the word. She went from the the very front all the way through and she began to write down every passage of scripture that had to do with healing. She wrote down every scripture and she began to claim it over her life. And she said, I will live and not die. I'm not going to do this. God, I'm not done yet. Because your your word says with a long life, you will satisfy me and show me your salvation. And I'm not done. I'm not finished. And and so she began to pray the word. She began to write down scriptures. She began to claim it. Come on. And now 41 years later, she's still laying hands on people. She's still praying for people. She's still believing God for people to, for God to show up and do miracles in people's life. Can I tell you something? Your bill might say you can't pay it, but the word of God says something completely different. It says this, that I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and my glory in Christ Jesus. Come on. I'm telling you right now, you might be sitting back and, and you're going, God, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know what's going on. And the truth is, is that God has a promise for you in his word. The doctor's report says you, it's not good. God's promise says that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, you are healed. There's a promise in his word that changes everything. The boss says you're laid off. His promise says all things work together for the good. Friend, can I tell you this? That God's promises can be trusted that prayer is powerful when we pray powerful prayers and I believe this with all my heart if we would begin to get rid of the distractions in my life in our life we begin to tune in and listen our lives would be so much better amen did you get something out of that amen. every head bowed every eye closed come on Today, from the beginning to the end, you heard about a God who loved you. Our mission as a church 
is for you to have an encounter with Jesus. Because maybe you don't like my preaching. Maybe you don't like the worship. But friend, can I tell you, don't miss Jesus. He will change your life forever. If you're in this place and you say, Brian, I don't know Jesus. I've never asked him to be the Lord of my life. I've never asked him into my heart. Today I want to. Today I want to receive Jesus into my life. Come on, friend. This isn't about, okay, I'm going to live perfectly. This is Jesus saying this. You can come just as you are. With your imperfections, with your flaws, with your mistakes. You can come. I'll take you just as you are word says that while you were still in sin he loved you and he died for you not when you had it all together while you were still messed up while you're still making mistakes if you say Brian that's me I need Jesus in my life for the first time maybe you're here in this place you say Brian I I prayed that prayer and I've asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life ask him into my heart the truth is is that I've walked away I've walked away from what I know I should be doing. I've walked away from my relationship with God. Walked away. And you've had this thought, God is mad at me. Can I tell you, friend, that God's not mad at you? He loves you. He's waiting with open arms saying, you can come home. Right now in this moment, you can come home. You can rededicate your life. I am waiting and I will pick up right where we left off. See, it's not about how good you are. It's about how good he is. If you're in this place, you say, Brian, I need Jesus in my life for the first time or I'm going to rededicate my life to Jesus with every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going to count to three and I'm going to ask you just to slip your hand up and you can put it right back down. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. But I am going to ask you to be bold enough to raise your hand and lift your hand in this place. And then we're going to pray a prayer together as a church family. And I believe when we pray this prayer, if we believe it in your heart, your life will never be the same. Brian, I need Jesus in my life for the first time. Brian, today I'm rededicating my life to Jesus. On the count of three, just slip your hand up and put it right back down. One, two. Three, just slip your hand up and put it right back down. Amen. See those hands? See those hands? See those hands? Amen. Amen. God loves you, friend. Can we pray to a prayer together, all together as a church family? Come on, say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Take my sin by your grace. I take your righteousness. I make you the Lord of my life. I give you all that I am. I hold nothing back. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Come on, somebody, give it up for every person that prayed that prayer today. At One Church, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially, you can go online to imonechurch.com slash give. If you chose to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior or rededicate your life to Him today, then you can text Decided to 33733 so we can celebrate with you. Thanks for listening and have a great week.